0: Alright, we're live. I'm here with Mike Skiba, uh, a good friend of mine, who is the owner of Hellbent Barbell in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Um, he is, what, 15 years in powerlifting? 2009, 2010? Yeah, so, so 12. So we got 12 years 12, in power, powerlifting. Um, multiply lifter, the second person in Connecticut to squat a 1,000 pounds. Um, recently inducted into the CT Powerlifting Hall of Fame. And we're here to talk some shit today. So, uh, why don't we just introduce introduce yourself and then we'll get into uh, the talking points.
1: Um not much to say. I'm, I uh, I own Hellbent Barbell, um tiny little powerlifting gym in Bridgeport, Connecticut. We're coming up on our 6th year anniversary in February. Um that's pretty much it, man. I mean, there's not not a whole lot to say about me. I um, think people that that are listening already know.
0: Well, yeah, that's true. What I'm about, but I try to I try to talk as if some the whole world might hear it. So, what um, how did Hellbent start? Give a brief like, pick up on how what made you start Hellbent, and then from where it started to the small place on Honey Honey Spot to now. So,
1: um, we we started Hellbent in. Like I said, 2016, I was training up for a long time up at Hardcore Fitness up in Shelton, Connecticut. They bounced around to a couple different spots. So me, my father, um, Rob Tanini, Jim Davenport, we were all training together. We were hopping around from, you know, Shelton. Then a gym opened up in Stratford. Called the yard, they closed down. Then we were driving all the way up to Powerhouse, you know, three four times a week, and it just got too much. When uh, New Haven
0: Powerhouse, yeah, New Haven gotcha. Powerhouse. Um, and now, then, back then was that geared a little more towards powerlifting more than it is now, because now it's strictly bodybuilding.
1: Yeah, no, there was. I mean, there was a couple, you know, powerlifters up there. The only reason we went up there is because they had a monolift. Gotcha. That was it. I mean, they they didn't even have. You know, they didn't have a, a competition bench. There was, you know, no deadlift platforms, nothing. Um, even, like, the, the deadlift bar and, you know, squat bar and everything that they had, they were people that trained up theirs bars. So it wasn't, oh, you know, it, yeah, it wasn't, like, Jerry's bar or anything that owns the gym. So it, it just came to a point, you know, we were tired of, you know, driving all over the state to gyms and they were just closing down and, uh Rob Tanini, who actually opened the gym with me, he was a former owner of Southside Barbell or Southside Gym, which was a huge powerlifting gym in Connecticut back in the 90s and 2000s. Which, if you're a powerlifter in Connecticut and you haven't heard of Southside Gym, something you should look up. That's, you know, kind of the history of what springboarded a lot of, you know, lifters into powerlifting in, in Connecticut. Cause Connecticut has a very long lineage of good lifters, which people don't realize. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, especially for multiply, just because there wasn't a lot of raw lifting back in the 90s. Yeah. And well, the
0: 90s multiply was bigger than raw. Yeah, it
1: was all, it was all single ply. There's almost no raw lifting whatsoever. Uh, so like I said, Rob, you know, was a former owner of Southside. Um, we put our heads together, opened up Hellbent on Honey Spot Road in Stratford, and that was a tiny little gym. You you went there a couple times. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. you know, like eight
0: hundred square feet. Yeah, enough? it was like a
1: thousand square feet, and that included like the bathroom and a closet in there also. So, <laughs> you know, the a- actual like training space was about eight hundred square feet, and we, you know got to the point where we we're bussing at the seams with people and you know Saturdays and Sundays you couldn't even you know you couldn't even bring we got to a point where we made a rule you can't bring your bags and you got to leave your shit in your car because it just got <laughs> too too crowded so um that and then you know rent was you know going through the roof there so you know we said screw it we found a place in Bridgeport where we're at now um and it's at a you know, uh, a big business complex in Bridgeport. So we've been there, you know, we're close to triple that size now. So, and, um, that's kind of why we started. We just didn't really have a place to lift. And that was the whole premise of opening Hellbent. There was no, you know, business concept behind it other than let's just get some a club, fucking equipment a and lift. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and that was really it, you know, there wasn't any, there was a couple of small little power gyms in the area, but, um, nothing to the point where they had the same type of vision, you know, we did, um, people don't know there there's, you know, light lightning fitness is up in, um, is that South Windsor, East Windsor, yeah, South, South Windsor, something like that. Um, Matt Mills owns that. That's I've always said if that gym was within like striking distance of an easy drive after work, like Hellbent wouldn't be around because Matt has everything, in there. every fucking thing times three, and it's huge. He's got the nicest shit. Um, so if if you're like north of Hartford, you know that's that's a spot to go if you're up there. For sure. But, um, it was just you know like I said a little out of reach. I was working in Norwalk at the time, so driving even from Norwalk to Bridgeport, you know, with rush hour, was yeah, taking, hour you know, an hour. And then I was driving from, you know, Bridgeport, where I lived, up to New Haven to get to Powerhouse. That took another hour also. And then, you know, yeah, the drive, yeah. I wasn't getting home till, you know, 10 o'clock at night sometimes. So, um, you know, we just wanted four walls, a roof, and a place to throw equipment in. And we started training. Um, people kind of caught on to the, our concept of training. And that was really it. You know, we just wanted a place where people could come lift, have a good time, come down, hang out, you know, we're not big, I'm not big on like rules in the gym other than, you know, just respect the shit and, yeah, you know, yeah, clean sure. up like, you know, just like anything, you know, what, you know, any hobby it's, it's an ex powerlifting is an expression of who you are kind of just like in any yeah. other sport, you know, for sure. um, you see it in football all the time. You see it in basketball, baseball, you know, players express themselves through the athletics that, you know, they partake in. And powerlifting is the same exact way. And that's what makes it cool. You know, there's so many different personalities and (laughs) the most,
0: the most, most
1: personalities. There's, you know, obviously a lot of big egos and stuff like that, but that, that's what makes it entertaining. That's what makes it fun. That's what makes it cool. Um, And, you know, I go back and look at, you know, 10, 12 years ago, whatever, like, friends that I had 10 years ago, I'm still, like, super, super close with a bunch of people that I grew up with, but, like, you know, all of us have kind of, like, you know, moved away, everybody has families, you know, we're in different cities, states, shit like that. All my, like, super tight friends right now came from powerlifting, you know what I mean? Like. I didn't know you up until what, two years ago? Probably. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and you know, you're like my top dog now. So it's like that shit's super cool to be able to provide a place not only
0: for like lifters of to come to a lift. Come together yeah. And-,
1: and then, you know, it just you know, creates a you know, a family bond or, you know, whatever you wanna call it. It's it's pretty cool. And then like I said, you know, like there's certain people I wouldn't have hung out with, you know, I wouldn't have even looked at him in the street and been like, yo, that dude looks like a cool
0: dude. To yeah. With yeah like, exactly. You know, they end up being your family. So you end up spending four or five days a week <laughs> with these people. You know, yeah. So just like we do after lifting, you know, we, we spend our time going to lunch or going, you know, out to eat or drink or stuff like that. And the, like you said, half of these people that I've met through Hellbent I would never see, never would have met anywhere else yeah. or, or, you know, thought to like put myself around yeah. and be around these people. But, um, that's like a vibe you can't really get at a commercial gym or, or most gyms in general, you know what I no, mean? No. And, and that's like what it goes back to. And like,
1: I say like, you know, we were trying to do things our way and, you know, back in the day, powerlifting, especially in like multiply, you had to train as like a crew. Like, yeah. you have to have people around, you have to have, you know, on a squat day, you have to have, you know, two spotters on either side you have to have a back spotter. you have to have somebody running the mono so that's yeah. you know six people plus yourself that you need just to get through a squat session and nobody else around here was doing that yeah so you know that was like a big thing for us and like I just started reaching out to people like yo come down squat like on Sunday or you know our big bench night is Fridays and then you know people enjoyed that because it pushes you, it motivates you, well, you yeah, know. for sure. You see people, you know, calling other people out for their bullshit or, you know, that shit. Like, oh, what about, you know, that shit sucked, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. you know. You're better than that or take it again. Yeah. Or whatever it may be. So, then even, you know, you don't have to be, you know, you're a way better raw bencher than I am, but, you know, we could, you probably outbench me by shit, at this point, maybe 200 pounds, but... <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's, coming back, that's coming back from injury. Um,
1: you know, even if you're getting out punched by somebody by 100 pounds, you could still push each other and grind with each other through Absolutely. a training session. But, yeah. you know, if, if if you're there, you know, at a gym by yourself, just kind of going through the motions and, you know, going off a program and, you know, there, there's no real drive or push or, you know, you're not going to take that extra... 10 pound you know jump or 20 pound jump because in the back of your mind what if if, i get hurt what if no one's there yeah if i don't get hurt if i miss it i'm
0: fucked like
1: and then say there's like
0: like trust that comes with that too and then like that's kind of how some of the bonds are built too like you know even some of the guys at the gym that i'm not as close with mm -hmm. just being able to trust that they that they have your best interests and, and and the fact that you know you're safe when you know they're spotting you or you're spotting them and stuff and that just builds like kind of like an unspoken bond yeah, between yeah. everybody you know yep. what I
1: mean And then the the other big thing is you know I've we've been open for like I said 6 years you know I've helped people you know lift like program per se I don't ever i've never like coached people you know what i mean if somebody's yeah, yeah. like hey man can you like you know can you help me out with this like peak or something like yeah you know i got you. like you know going into the first meet prep like yeah, i'll take it upon myself to show them, what to, to to show them so. what to do or write something out for them and i think that was a big thing for other people it's you know you don't necessarily need a a, a program you just you know to show the fuck up and train yeah, yeah especially yeah. if you're new like there's so many new lifters out there, man, that, that come in, they think they know everything This that, you know, you'll tell them something. They're like, Oh, well, no, you know, I, do I it should this be way doing this here. way. Do and it's there. like, all right, man, well, you know,
0: God bless you. Do it your way, you know, go for it. But well, that's, I mean, I think that's what's separating now the, the, the best guys or or the bigger guys versus the little guys, not in size, but what they accomplish is, is their ability to, uh, you know, take what other people say and absorb it and, yeah. and learn, you know what I mean? Um, and those usually become the best lifters, the ones that want to learn. What, like- that's what I mean. Like, they absorb everything. Like like when I come down, when I first started coming Friday nights, I'm picking your brain. I'm picking Drew's brain. You know, And Drew learned from Vinny. And yeah. Vinny learned from, you know. Yep. And it just trickles down. But then there's other people that, that we've seen and that you see other places that, you know, like you said, they're stuck in their ways. But then those people aren't progressing like they yeah. should. You know what I mean? And you kind of have to be a sponge and kind of soak in. Yeah everything you can and it it can become you you
1: know if your first time in there can be a bit overwhelming on a busy day because there's so much going on and and, all the advice and everyone's telling you something and, and even like i i get you know caught in the sauce sometimes of i love helping people you know calling attempts you know handing off shit like that and you know friday nights it'll be you know Two hours into a bench session, I'm like, "Fuck, man, I haven't You're done just starting shit an accessory. tonight." Yeah, you yeah. know, like, um, but that's the cool part, dude. Like, you know, you you get what you put into the sport, and it gives you
0: back what you've put into it. You yeah. know, well, that's um, what that's what I think's made hell bent from a eight person club gym to yeah. a what seventy five member now. Yeah, or pretty something. close. So you know, it, it's it's that atmosphere. It's that, um. You know that style coming down from the leadership, from you guys, from you and mm-hmm. Jenna, and, and trickling down. um, That's what made it successful. Is you know even the the biggest, strongest guys in there will help. Us. Yeah, you know, we had that a kid a month ago, sixteen year old kid, mm-hmm. and we all stopped what we were doing yeah. to help him. You know yep. what I mean? And yeah. that, that's what made this gym kind of expand so fast. And there, there's that whole you know perception
1: that. Hellbent's like, you know, walking into, you know, North Avenue prison in Bridgeport. Like,
0: yeah, yeah you yeah. know,
1: we're not there like, you know, choking people out and getting into fist fights and shit yeah, like that. Yeah. Like, you know, the whole fuck you mentality of Hellbent is, you know, we kind of march or not kind of, we do march to the beat of our own drum, but we're super passionate about what we do, the lifters we have you know,
0: the team that we have, anyone that joins is
1: is on that team. It's, it's day one. It's the same exact way. You know, you come off the street and you come into the gym, like that's it. You have everybody's full attention. They're helping, you know, but I think because it's so intense when you go in there sometimes to train and people see it in the videos that they get, it almost pushes them away a little bit, you know, like a lot of, you know, the commercial gyms are the more, you know, uh, friendly powerlifting gyms. It's more of kind of just like an open gym, come in, train, do your
0: shit, and but, go, you know? But it's also has that commercial, like, edge vibe where it's not a group lift. Yeah, no, not help. at all. you got to go ask a stranger yeah. for help, you know what I mean? And a lot of people don't want to do that. To me, that's more intimidating. Yeah, I don't want to take a huge squat with three people I've never met before. That you don't know if they know what the hell they're doing. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean. I'd rather come with you guys a million times. Yep. You know and, I mean? and it's what
1: once people get onto that and realize, you know, how dope it is just to be around people and pushing each other. Like there'll be nights, you know, people aren't even it's it's their off training night on like a Friday, but they're coming, you know, traveling a half hour, forty five minutes, whatever, just to come to the gym. To hang out, chill, and help. Yeah, yeah. Because they want, you know, their training partners or their, you know, crew, whatever. Just just because you don't train together doesn't mean you're a training partner, you know? Like exactly, yeah. We've got, you know, that, you know, uh, Facebook group. And so everybody's talking to each other, you know, even if they're not at the gym. So everybody knows what's going on. Um, Like, a lot of people don't squat on Sundays, but they come down... To the gym on Sundays because they know everybody's squatting. Exactly. So yeah, yeah.
0: <clears throat> now, what do you think? Um, would you say there's like a resurgence <clears throat> in multiply powerlifting again, or do you think it's just powerlifting in general due to?
1: I think it's just powerlifting in general. So it, when I did, you know, my first meet, I forget it was probably 2009. Um, I did, you know, my first meet, I did. Just in a singlet, no wraps, no belts, no nothing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and multiply was
0: very big. Like the what well, was that? Was that um, like to that specific meat, or was that kind of the norm back? That then? was just kind of the norm for uh, a raw meat. It was
1: just kind of yes, singlet and go. The, you know, the first maybe four or five meats I did. out you know I did a raw no wraps, and then you know I did a couple meats in wraps, and yeah. You know, I'm looking around and every, that, everybody's in gear. Like, if you look at my first um, ever meets when I'm raw, like, in the mono lift, I'm squatting like a multiplier lifter. You know, my feet are as wide as the mono, you know, yeah. squatting coast to coast. Because all those videos that I used to watch of, you know, the west side guys, you know, Chuck Vogelpohl, Yeah, yeah, um, All those guys, they had super wide stances. But I didn't know. It was because of the suit. I yeah. didn't know it was because of the suit. So that's just kind of how... Um, just I, got used to up yeah, there. how I got used to set up, and you know, was just trying to mirror what those guys were doing, and then slowly, you know, once, even in two thousand nine, like I don't even think there was Instagram back then. No, no. you know, Facebook was getting. It's probably like MySpace. Yeah, getting big. Like so, there was no, you know, there was nowhere to even go. After you competed, like to go I don't have videos and shit of yeah, any yeah, of my yeah. like first meets because that nobody did that, and so. When you wanted to go find out about powerlifting, you would go on powerlifting forums. You know, you'd go on yeah. you know, Elite FTS. You'd go on Outlaw Powerlifting. And that was just, you know, it was all really multiply lifters. And then, you know, the guys that I were training with were in Multiply. My father competed in um, Multiply. So as I got in, into Multiply... You know, I was made fun of for being the raw guy because it was yeah, all multiply yeah. guys. Now I'm made fun of being the multiply guy because it's all raw lifting. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so, you know, when I started multiply in 2011 or whatever, multiply was kind of like phasing out due to the fact that powerlifting was becoming more mainstream and popular. And it was a lot of raw lifters. And I think a lot of that had to do with price, maybe? <clears throat> Not price. I think it's because CrossFit got so popular. Yeah. Once CrossFit got popular and, you know, Strongman got popular, people started funneling into powerlifting just because it was way more accessible and it was, yeah, get, I mean, cheaper too, you well, know. Well, I mean, I'm just thinking raw versus multiplay. I mean, like, the gear costs the equipment, tons yeah. and tons and yeah. tons of money, you know what I mean? And you need, you know, like I was saying, you need, you know, six five, people, six people with you, you know, on a max
0: effort day, which, you know, a raw guy, you don't really need that, but... And that's um, what a lot of people don't understand. You know, I had to tell, like, you know, friends and people when I first started there, like, why are you at the gym three, four hours? You know, and I'm yeah. trying to explain, well, there's, like, eight of us lifting. And yep. We're all helping each other. And we're all, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that time goes by, though. like Flies, the, yeah. The four or five hours at Hellbent feels like an hour lifting session that when, you, when I yeah. used to go to Edge. You yep. know what I mean? So, you know, that's, like I said,
1: obviously, powerlifting has become way more mainstream. I don't think... I think Multiply, there's. I mean, you'd have to look at the numbers. I'm not a number guy, but I. I don't want to say it's become more popular. I think it's just more on the forefront of it, especially with social media. Social media, and you know, you used to look at multiplying as you know just a bunch of fucking fat dudes lifting heavy weights. Now there's you know. You know there's women. You know that are lifting those weights that guys used to hit back in the day. You that know used what to I mean? Like astronomical numbers. Yeah, and man. a lot of you know, <laughs> um, great, you know, female raw lifters made the transition over to multiplying. They still bounce back and forth, so I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, you know, just a different, um, you know, people getting into the sport and wanting to you
0: know try new things so well, i think what you said too about like the weight thing like um you'd see a bunch of just like enormous guys like back in the day like it was all 300 pounds pounders yeah, super heavyweights. Like yeah but people i think shit on the fact of how athletic or how good of athletes some of these guys really are you know oh I mean? yeah for sure um like just Chris for example, Chris 5, you know what I mean? He's a super fucking explosive mm-hmm. guy, you know what I mean? And that's when he's at 230 or when he's at 280, it doesn't matter. These are these are not all of them, but a lot of them on the elite level are elite athletes, you know well, what I mean? Not only, they're the they're major- masters of their craft.
1: Yeah, and the majority know? of those lifters like, you know, Chris competes at 242, like dude, if if he wanted to you know, train for a year raw at 242, he'd be a 2100 pound total yeah, guy. Like, sure. easy. Walk in the park. The dude fucking pulls 850 raw, pounds. you know. Yeah. He'd, you know, he could walk up to a bench right now and, you know, bench 500. So yeah. it's, a, you know, same thing with, like, Dave Hoff. You know, people always, he's you know, always been, like, the punching bag for Multiply. Yeah, because he was but, the like, yo, know, you don't bench a 1000 pounds after squatting you know, 1,200 pounds if you're not strong. Exactly. Like, that dude probably benches, you know, 600 raw. Like, Oh, for sure. It's just people are like, oh, then why doesn't he sleep? Like, because he doesn't fucking give a shit. That's not how yeah, the way yeah, he competes. And that's not what he wants to do, you know? Yeah, I mean? it's just like, you know, oh, well, why don't you do it raw? It's like, all right, well, you know, I'll do it raw, you put, a fucking shirt on oh, or you know, you know a squat
0: suit on and you do it people you know? think it, it's easy with the shirt or with the with the gear you know I, I was guilty of that when i first started i was like oh i'll just throw this on and i'll squat a thousand pounds and then the first time you put me in a shirt i didn't know what the fuck i was doing yeah i could bench more raw than i can, I can in a shirt, shirt. yeah it, it's 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 way more technical than
1: yes um raw lifting you Know just the,
0: the area of difficulty is well, you miss like a groove by an inch and yeah, you could change you're the whole fluffed. left, you know yeah. what I mean? Whereas, like <coughs> in raw, me especially because you know my technique is always yeah. all over the place, you can miss groove something and still grind muscle it out, it out yeah. of there, you know what I mean? But whereas in the gear, that could be detrimental. One inch difference can be the difference between making and missing the lift, yeah, you breaking I mean? break your nose. <laughs> um, it. it It's crazy to think
1: that, you know, back in, you know, the early 2000s, like a 2,300 pound multiply total at, you know, 242, 275 was huge. Mm -hmm. Like, that was like a monster total, you know, that's, you know, winning, you know, APF senior nationals and shit like that. Now raw guys are are smashing that. Like nobody ever thought a human would be able to squat. Like, I remember when, like, the first guy squatted 1,000 while You're like, damn, bro, like, how much more can somebody do? And then, you know, dudes like Dan Bell are, you know, smoking 1,100 now on on squats and totaling, you know,
0: 2,500. Like, it's crazy to think about. And 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 that doesn't matter. I mean, people talk about his size, and that just really doesn't matter because... It, it, unless you've actually felt that kind of weight or anything even just close to it yeah you know, a 500 pound bench i don't care if you're a 500 pound man it's an impressive yeah. bench it's it's I mean? insane and
1: i mean you know like a, a two 000 pound total raw back in the day was like unheard of yeah, yeah. and now dudes are popping up you know out of the woodwork totaling exactly. you know two thousand pounds you know Dudes are close to hitting it at you know one eighty one, one ninety eight. Like
0: yeah. it's fucking crazy, man. I remember when and, I hit and younger. Like it's a it's it's a younger game yeah. too. I mean, you got kids that are twenty years old, twenty one years old, about to total two thousand yeah. pounds. You know what I mean? I remember when I totaled two thousand in like gear. I was like,
1: fuck yeah, man! I finally did it. And then like, you know, you look at it now and you're like, oh damn, like that. That's <laughs> how I get to twenty eight hundred. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? What's the biggest gear total? Uh, Hoff thirty one something thirty one and 31. change, and we'll see eventually 32, 33. It's just like it's growing, you know. That I think it was two thousand nineteen or twenty. He did that at the WPO. Uh, it was he totaled thirty one hundred, and it, it was like a walk in the park for him, dude. Yeah. Like after he hit. I forget what what the numbers were like eleven eighty something squat. He he came out and smoked like a, you know, thousand
0: pound bench like like he, like he wasn't even tired. Yeah, up. like it, in,
1: the and the dude's and incredible. That stuff you
0: only see like in a gym lift. You know what I mean? Yeah. For the most part, well, you, a guy might hit that in a gym PR, but lose a hundred pounds out of meat. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so to be able to tie that all together in one day, people don't realize how impressive it is unless they do it. You know, dude, I mean? even. I mean, fuck the whole 3,100 pound total, just, just to go out,
1: and link together, you know, your last meet was almost a perfect meet, yeah, um, that's hard to do, dude. like, to go nine for nine, and have a perfect day, with, with PRs, with huge PRs, and, you know, hitting all your 30 attempts for big PRs, that's, that's hard to do. That's like oh, hitting, yeah. hitting, uh, like throwing like a no hitter. You know, yeah, like exactly, pitching. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. Now, don't to get me wrong. It's. Once. I mean, we, we should maybe rephrase that. It's very easy to go nine for nine if you wanted to. Yeah. If you're, you know, sandbagging yourself, yeah. which. Well, that's what we're going to talk about too. I have that written. Down a lot right of these now. motherfucking online coaches do. Yeah. You know, so many lifters have so much potential and with powerlifting becoming so mainstream now and you know everybody's a powerlifting coach now mm-hmm. everybody it's and a powerlifter i mean you can power you can just yeah. do a meet and now you claim you're a, powerlift. yeah, you're a powerlifter and that's you know oh you know i had five clients compete this weekend they all went you know nine for nine it's like all right like that's great and you know, all look at their lifts like their third attempts looked like you know openers, and yeah. you know they'll keep doing this, and they'll you keep having people chip, you know their last lift. Oh, PR, 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 PR. It's like, dude, that that's great and all, you know.
0: But if you but, have a, a possible fifty-pound PR in the tank, why keep taking a five-pound PR every four? But or five how months? good does that client want to be? Like, well, that's you, what I mean. Are, do they want to push themselves, or are they just can cont- like?
1: There's some of those people that are just content with, you know, going and competing. They may not even hit PRs and they don't care. They just want to go and compete, you know, and I think those are the type of people that those coaches will prey on. Oh, for sure. You know, but I'm, I'm, I'm super competitive in, you know, everything that we do, like,
0: And passionate about. Yeah, if
1: if I want to do like I don't want to suck at something, dude. Like my first powerlifting meet, I thought you know I was training at the edge at the time, and I was like, yo, I'm gonna come in here and fucking smoke these dudes, man. I think I squatted like 400 pounds, bench like 300, (laughs) and maybe deadlifted like 500 pounds. And like I'm looking around and these dudes are you know squatting 600 pounds. I'm like, man, I fucking suck. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: And I I think my first meet I went nine for nine, but I I was like You're not proud of it. Though. I was I was like disgusted with myself. Exactly. I'm like, man, I fucking suck. I'm weak. And from that point on, like it was a constant push to get and I said it at the Hall of Fame inductions, like Billy Mimno had the biggest total in Connecticut history at the time twenty three oh three. I had that fucking number written on everything. My toolbox at work, my mirrors at home, yeah, yeah. you know, on the bottom of my chucks. You know the strap of my suit is written everywhere, and you're not gonna get there just going. You know, chip PRs at every single meet, especially when you're starting with a fucking 1,300 pound total. And you're gonna run out of time before you yeah. Really get you, there. there, there's that certain element. It's either you fucking want it or you don't. You know, there's some real dogs in the sports, and then there's some pussy cats. You know what I mean? Yeah. And
0: well, like, here's so so, touching on that. The, the part that's hard for me, just like it is for you, because we've talked about this recently, is, you know, the passion we have for the sport makes it very frustrating when we see people that have more of that, like, oh, well, it's just you versus you mentality. Yeah, like, right. Oh, if I go out there and hit a five-pound PR on my total, like, I'm winning. You yeah. know what I mean? But, like, seeing people content with coming in eighth in their weight class and, and 21st in the meet i i just it's hard because like as a coach you want to help everybody but also as a coach that's so passionate i want myself and my clients and my team to be the best the best right you know what i mean and i don't know where that got lost in translation where I think because powerlifting is so big now, people it's because just, it's so watered down. That, well, that's what I mean. How, like, how did it become that? Is it because of social media? You, you, you want to know
1: what a lot of it has to do with is there's so there, there's a meet a local meet almost every weekend. Like, it's yeah. not hard to find a powerlifting meet. And you know, back in the day, I even when I started, there was there was meets everywhere. But like, you know, if you look back, like, you know, like when my father competed. Um, you know, like, the early 2000s and stuff, like, there weren't meets, like, in Connecticut, like, every other weekend. There weren't even meets in, like, like you'd find one New York and Massachusetts. Did. Like, these dudes were driving out to, like, Pittsburgh for, like, the closest meet. Yeah. And so there was, like, real competition going to those meets because that was the only meet, you know, for the next couple months, like, on the East Coast or something. So yeah, there was yeah. actual competition there. You know, any... Anybody could go into a meet now, depending on what division and weight class they could sign up and they'll, they'll win. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, because there'll be nobody in the weight I class, you know, oh, I went win nine win. for nine and I, you know, won the, you know, junior division, you know, police only, police only <laughs> category. It's like, you know, hats off to you. That's awesome. You know, I give credit to anybody that steps on the platform, but there needs to be, don't fucking post about how as a lifter how much you love this shit you know oh you're driven
0: this that and the other thing but when it comes down to it you don't want to push well, exactly and that's and that's um, we've talked about it with like the board right so hellbent just like many other powerlifting gyms has a board with everyone's mm-hmm. pr's and stuff and for every one client i have or two clients i have that says oh i want to go knock that person off the board i have another one or two clients that says like Damn! I'll never touch those numbers. Let me change weight classes. Yeah, and it's like, but why? But why? Why can't you touch? That's those what numbers? I mean. Like this, this is a competitive sport, just like any any other, just like baseball, basketball, yeah. football. I I don't know where like that. I get the whole you versus you thing. Like we all just want to get better for ourselves. You mm-hmm. know what I mean. And at the end of the day, like we may leave a little legacy, but like we're lifting weights. Yeah. You know what I mean. Um, but like the whole like I don't know like it this isn't just fitness. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to edge and you're just working on getting better, losing a couple pounds, getting getting a bench a little stronger, like, that's different yeah. with the you versus you thing. But if you're going to compete, like, fucking compete. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Um. Like, my first ever competition, I just got talked into doing it like six weeks out. And I did it, and I was the only person in my weight class. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they hand me a trophy at the end, and that's just like getting a participation trophy. Exactly. Like when you're a kid, like, I... I had no interest in putting it up on my wall or nothing. Yep. All right, I won best 220, but I was the only 220. Yeah. So what the fuck's the point? You exactly. Know what
1: I mean? And that's a, you know, like open powerlifting has become so big because there's so many meets, you don't even particularly give a fuck about where you're placing at the meet. Like, you know, no, I go to I a meet, I'm, I'm like the only, time, you know, 242, 275 multiply lifter. Like, all right, yeah, as long as I get through the meet, I'm going to, you know, take first place, like. I don't even walk up and get the trophy anymore. Like I don't care if it's yeah, something, yeah, yeah. you know if it's something cool, like hang it up at the gym. But like it doesn't mean anything to me. Like most people are just looking at those open powerlifting numbers, trying to you know, well exactly trying yeah. to get up on the the leaderboard, and that that's what it's kind of down to now. Until you get to like the in, invitational meets, like you got invited to, yeah, yeah, and that that's like that's more so what you're trying to do. Like when you go to a meet now, is just build that total to get up on to get to that stage, you know, to that stage. But as for, you know, every, every meet now you could go to, you're going to win something. Yeah. So, you know, and like I said, it's coaches and even, you know, gym owners and shit like that, that probably they, they take advantage of that with people. You yeah. know, I've, I've seen, you know, coaches that, you know, are super hardcore lifting, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, you know, they have, you know, 50 clients and they don't give a shit about the client as a lifter. They see him as a number.
0: Yeah. Like as sure. long
1: as they can keep that, that cash flow and that pipeline running of the clients paying them they don't care weekly or monthly, they, they don't, they don't care what they do. As long as they're saying, Oh, this is awesome. I'm having fun.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. Let's keep making it interesting. And that's, you know, that's their business plan at the end of it. They don't, they don't care about you as a lifter. They care about you as you know, that's that's revenue. the bread and butter, that's the revenue, that's yeah. how they're feeding their family.
0: And that's where like sometimes like right now I might be hurting myself a little bit as a coach, but at the same time it's like I wanna develop like like how we're looking for raw lifters. Like I wanna quality defil- over quantity. Yeah. I want I'd rather have five the five best raw lifters in Connecticut, yeah, than have twenty five just lifters. Below average, yeah. Or ones that just wanna say, like, Oh, I just got up my five pound PR. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um And I think that what it comes down to, too, with the social media thing is, like, oversaturation. Mm -hmm. Like, I talked about this a while back, you know, coming from making music, everything becomes so easy with technology now. Yeah. Like, um, when I first started making music, you had to book studio time and go to a real studio and pay $7,500 an hour minimum. To book this time. Yep. And then technology got so good where you just load Pro Tools into your laptop and you get a mic like this. Yeah. And everyone can make music. And they put it on SoundCloud or YouTube. Now everyone's a rapper. Yep. Same thing with the coaches now. You know what I mean? You have girls that lose fifteen pounds and then the first thing they put on their bio on Instagram is I can help you do it too. Yeah, yeah. And people fall for that yep. shit. They have no credentials. They don't realize that everyone's body is different. They mm-hmm. don't know how to deal with people with underlying health issues or how to fix people that might be pre diabetic or injury prevention corrective exercise to fix prior injuries and people fall for that shit anyways just because oh he looked he lost 20 pounds and he has a photoshop picture with abs he must be a good coach you know what i mean
1: a lot of people don't there's a huge difference between you know when you talk to people and they're like oh my coach programmed me this and it's like well, did your fucking coach program it for you because, you know, it's a weakness or something you need to work on, or is it program? Did just, you send it to all forty ju- just because he's he's programming you. Like
0: yeah.
1: a coach paying for a coach and then paying for a program are two totally different things. Mm-hmm. If you know, I reached out to you and said, "Yo, Bobby, what's going on? Um, do you think you could write me, uh, you know, ten week uh, peaking cycle?" Yeah. yeah, no problem. I got you. What are your numbers? This, that, and the other thing. You know, day later, you send me a 10-week peaking cycle. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. You know, I'm going on Instagram tagging you. You know, oh, my coach. You're not my coach. Yeah, yeah, I wrote <laughs> you <laughs> a coach. program. Yeah, you yeah, wrote yeah, yeah. me a program, and that's a... You've like, so so never people invite like, these people in person. Like, yo, you know? oh, my coach programmed me this. My coach... Like, they're not your coach. They no, program right. you, and they don't actually give a fuck
0: about your lifting. Exactly. Either. Well, the coaching comes down to the stuff we do more so. You know what I mean? yeah Like, like where... Whereas, and, and this isn't to take away from anybody, like I use Laura Phelps for my programming, and she's mm-hmm. great, and and, sh- and I she critiques things when I need it and stuff. But I consider you just as much of my coach yeah. because when it's time to go, you're wrapping my knees, you're Long calling attempts. my attempts, yeah, same you know, shit you know what I mean? yeah. So, and but she's more larger scale because she's top notch. You know what I mean? She's also the goat too. That, well, that's what I'm saying. So, been there, done that. You know yeah. she's so that's like a probably a bad example, but what I mean is like. You know, I see people all the time just selling these, like, $50 cookie cutter programs yeah. and, and and using, like, a big name. Like, oh, I use Joey Flex or whatever, yeah. whatever it may be. Um, or people have said to me, how come you charge 300 a month and this person with 5 million followers charges $25 a month? Yeah. And I'm like, because he has 10,000 of you yeah. that pay $25 a month. And he copies and pastes yeah a program. Yep you don't ever actually speak to them some of them have people that answer their emails yeah you know what i mean so th- that's why it, rather than a personalized thing you right. know what i mean so that's why like a real coach will be there to call attempts mm-hmm. critique your form and that you that, know, that shit like that
1: like that goes back to what i was saying about you know coming down to the gym like we opened a gym i'm a gym owner if you want to come down and lift weights like you'll be getting coached up the entire time you're down there lifting sure. weights. We've never like,
0: just let someone sit in a corner. Yeah, just like
1: nobody ever just comes in and kind of lifts and then like leaves. Like, yeah. you know, we're always helping. We're always handing off. We're always critiquing. So that's why I say you don't necessarily – you can have a program, but you're going to get more out of the people that you're lifting with than you are out of the program that you're buying. So uh, for sure. depending on what gym – I don't want to say you align yourself with, but depending on what gym like – you go to, and the quality of lifters at that gym and the knowledge at that gym is worth way fucking more than, you know, anything else. For sure. Um, <clears throat> you well, know, we have a team. lot a lot of old lifters at the gym, too, that have been in the game for, you know, 20, 30, 40 years yeah. lifting. You know, they've never used a coach in their life. No. Like, they, they've forgotten they, more shit than we they, know. They have, know what I mean? they have training partners in... They coach each other, like that's how it was back in the day. Yeah, yeah. So
0: that knowledge and is they in, compete in yeah. the gym, Like right? yeah. not just out of competition. It's like, you know, we're all going in there today. That that's like the whole like we've talked about the big fish in a little pond thing too. Like everyone wants to be the strongest at their gym. Yeah. But if you're the strongest at your gym, you're in the wrong fucking gym. You're in the wrong you gym. Know what yeah. I, mean? I sat there and got fucking absolutely bullied by you and Chris for fucking yeah six months squatting. You yep. know what I mean? I'm squatting raw, 600, 650 pounds. You guys are pushing 900 to 1100 fucking pounds every week. Yep. You know what I mean? But it's only going to make me better. You know what I mean? And it worked. Yeah. It worked. Well, that's what I mean. And, and prior to that, I was chasing Will around. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's just how it works. But then there, you got other people that may see me or may see you, and they're like, oh, they're too strong. Let me stay away. You yeah. know what I mean? Whereas you should be inviting that that competition, that learning experience, mm-hmm. that that push, that kind of pressure. You yeah.
1: know what I mean? And I'm I'm the last person that's, you know, if there's new people that are coming into the gym that are lifting, like I'm the last person that's gonna be like, yo, get the fuck out of the squat. Like I got, you know, get out the mono, I got a squat. Yeah. Like I'm I'm usually end up fucking myself because yeah, I yeah, drop like, what I'm I doing you and I was let's like. Fix you yo, first. let's let's fix this, like, yeah. you know, let's have
0: a day for something, you know, so you could build off of this. And that's, that's what I think um, is important to let people know, too. And we've been pushing a little bit on Instagram and, and social media is, um, you know, though we have, you know, we, we, we talk about the strongest gym on the East Coast and all that stuff. We have some very beginner people, too. And yeah. and, and we welcome that. Yep. We want to figure out a way to create those people that are benching 100 pounds and squatting mm-hmm. 180 pounds, how to make them the best lifter they can be. And it's dope
1: to see, dude. I, I, you know, I, I tell people all the time, it's, you know, you, your 2000 pound total is just as important to you as somebody going out and hitting their first thousand pound total. Exactly. Like if you guys are putting in the same amount of work, like it's just like that 2000 doesn't overshadow his a thousand. Like it's, you know, you guys both put in the work, you guys, you know, both grind for that you both earn it so it's it's comparable in that sense you know it's so like that's what when people are like oh you know i'm not strong enough that that that's a bullshit excuse because you know we always invite everybody in and the coolest thing is watching people learn like all all the you know the core group of girls at the gym that started you know five years ago or whatever you know jenna d uh maria michelle maria jordan like You know, most of those girls, they couldn't even lift the fucking barbell. Yeah. Like, they had no idea about powerlifting. They couldn't squat. They couldn't deadlift. And now all those girls are, you know, some of the best in the country at powerlifting. And they're coaching people up. They're even coaching some of the guys up and can pick pick up shit when, when they're doing it wrong. So, like, it takes time, but it's not, you know, even, you know, people that aren't, like, the most athletic. Like, if you put in the time and dedication... And you want to learn it, you know, you could become good.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's, I mean, and that's, I think, what's missing is people just think like we were born this way or something. Yeah. Like, like, like Jenna walked into the gym and just squatted 600 yeah. pounds. You know what I mean? I remember Jenna when she was doing bodybuilding and she was maybe 115 pounds. Yeah. You know yep. what I mean? And she probably couldn't squat a plate on each. Other. Yeah, no, not you even know, close. You know what I mean? So it, it's any. I don't wanna say anyone can do it. Anyone can get better at powerlifting. You know, not everyone could get a two thousand or a twenty five hundred total, but but everyone can put incredible um gains and 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 strength gains and technique. Everyone Mm -hmm. can everyone can gain that. Yeah. Every everybody. It doesn't matter what your pre existing injuries may be or what your upbringing is, or if you come from athletic or non-athletic. Yeah, if you have long femurs or short (laughs) femurs. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) He's going to like that (laughs) one. But, um, yeah, it's just, I mean, we got people all shapes and sizes in the gym, and, 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 you know, it's just, it's really how bad you want it. But, like, going back to the coaching thing, it's like some of these coaches accepting and pushing mediocrity. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, Oh, let's go out there and get you nine for nine. Yeah. And we're going to compete four times this year. And you got a five-pound PR this meet and a five-pound next week, next meet, and a ten-pound this meet. Why not go out there and try to blow a fifty-pound fucking squat PR? Yeah. When your third attempt looks like a, a last warm up. Because if, I mean? if they don't,
1: they'll be mentally crushed. There's and that. Then their po- and the coach looks like he failed. Failed, and then there's that potential of
0: of losing. Losing.
1: It. You know what I mean? That's
0: when they're treating it more like a number. Yeah. Dude, there there needs to be failures along the way. Has to be. For you to be successful. There has to be. Has to be. Like. The best thing that happened to me was when we went out there and we got that 1900 in Lake George last December. mm -hmm. And then I came out in the summer and got a smaller total. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bombed a squat. Got red lighted on a squat for depth and then bombed the next squat. Yeah. And just fucking folded. You know what I mean? But that was probably the best thing that could happen to me because my powerlifting career has been so short, but was moving so fast. Like I went Yeah, it's, from, like, it's like a reality check. You, that, know? you needed that. I, I went from sixteen hundred to seventeen fifty to nineteen hundred, uh, and, and then I start thinking, oh, I'm gonna be the 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 best ever. Yeah. You know what I mean, but you need that to fucking and, humble. And you. also, not only that, but you know, you need you need to tread those waters,
1: you know, and push places where you don't think you could go because then you know, if you're afraid of failure, you're never gonna push yourself. Exactly. So now it happened. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you got red lighted on a, a squat for depth. Like mm-hmm. all right, that's out the window. You know, that's in the back burner. It's happened before. Yeah. You haven't bombed out of a meat yet. Yeah, yeah. But like even, you know, when you bomb out of the meat, like, you know, you're pissed off, you know, you're miserable for like a day or two, you know, just put in fucking three months of Time and effort and shit like that, and you know it happens. But but then people like us are like, we gotta get better now. That we gotta figure and out Like to I'm not afraid. Up. I'll go to. A, I'm not afraid to fucking bomb out of me. I I don't give a fuck. If I bomb out, I bomb out. It bomb happens. happens. You know. You
0: know? I mean? But look at if, we've talked about Chris. Yeah, he's bombed out. He's told me he's bombed out of more meets than I've ever done. Yeah, dude. Like you know what I mean. But he's also the sec number two ranked power lifter in the world for multiple. Number well, yeah. one at two forty two. Well, yeah, number one at two forty two ever. <laughs> yeah. Right? But number two, like, ranked right now in the world. Yeah, in the world. So, people can say all they want about him bombing out. Yeah. But he's showed up, too. Dude, yeah. and, and, <laughs> a lot more than And, he's and there's some certain people that, you know, if,
1: you know, Chris is a good example. You know, I've competed with him before and he's bombed out. You know, he throws his little fucking temper tantrum and then 10 minutes later, what's he doing? Spot, He's helping everybody out, spot knees, coaching whatever. people up, you know, it happened to Jenna at, you know, the first WPO, WPO, we flew all the way to Orlando, um, you know, she bombed out on bench, you know, and you know how Jenna gets when she gets upset, you can't talk to her, you can't yeah, say anything, yeah. so it's, you know, you let him decompress or whatever, and then, you know, you get over it, and same thing, you know, she's in the back warm-up room, you know, helping, you know. Load weights for people, you know, yeah, cheering yeah, yeah, yeah. people up, you know, making sure people, you know, have what they need. And ne- you need to have those experience
0: of failure to make yourself better. And and that's also, like, this the selflessness that has pushed, like, hell-bent forward, but is pushing the sport forward. You yeah. know what I mean? Because if everyone that bombed out or hit a shitty lift in a meet or in the gym just left mm-hmm. or said, fuck this, it's not for me, Yeah, there would be nothing left. Nothing. You know what I mean? Because all the best of the best have all failed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Dude, like, you
1: you look at, like, and this isn't all, but I'll say most of, like, the great lifters, they don't have very big egos, dude. Like, you could go, they're just, like, average people. You could go up and talk to them. Like, there are those certain people that think they're bigger than powerlifting. Oh, I'm the greatest at this. I'm the greatest at that. Mm -hmm. Like, but those you're usually not aren't shit, even the best dude. guys. Like, you're it's usually shit. someone
0: with an eighteen hundred yeah. total that's super eighteen hundred. Fuck 1,400? hundred, fourteen hundred. I've, like, I've 15, seen it. Like you you know, it's you've it, seen the guys coming to me I'm talking shit on Instagram yeah. with a with a sixteen seventy total There's, or shit. Yeah. Is that old saying? Empty
1: barrels make the most noise. You yeah, know, yeah, usually yeah, yeah. if you got to fucking talk that shit, you usually don't have much going on to be talked about. Exactly. Well, so what? What? What do you have coming up? You know, you just, you. we were up in Lake George. Um. You had an awesome meet, and then you just got, what, the invite to? To the American Pro meet in
0: um, Virginia for July. So that'll be my first, like, invite. Big meet. Big, big meet. Yeah. And it's going to be against, like, the top dogs. Like, the roster was posted. It's all the best, like, 242s that, yeah. that I've followed or, or, like, seen their names around or heard their names yep. before. So it'll be a good opportunity to test in real competition, you know what I mean? But I'm looking forward to that rather than most people that are going to shy away from that, you know what I mean? I don't have, at this point, even I I sent you the other day, there's like some local meets going on recently, and you were like, don't even waste your time right now, you know what I mean? I don't have a desire, unless it's like some kind of tune-up thing or like, knock on wood, like recovering from injury, to do something local anymore because... Not to sound like a cocksucker, well, but you're, on the local you're at local level, I'm, you're, I'm the yeah. best one. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, in Connecticut, between me and Carlos, there's nothing else. Yeah. So, it, unless me and him are going head up, there's no reason for me to step into, you know... A Connecticut a, sanction. A, a Connecticut meet, Unless, sanction unless meet, it was something big. Unless it was something big or a big money grab or something like yeah. that where,
1: you know what I mean, something... But even at that point, like, you, you know, you could have meets where people are dropping, you know, money, you know... 500,000, 1,500, you know, yeah. 2K for great lift, you know, or great lifter, best lifter, you know, you look at that in the area, right? Like, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to walk into a meet and fucking steal 1,500 bucks exactly. or somebody. Like, exactly.
0: And, and that's shitty. Yeah. That would be shitty of me. And it's also, it's also downplaying the work I put in. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I work way too fucking hard to go into a meet and battle a guy that totals 1,500. Yeah. It's just, like you said, it's taking money, but it's also just, it's, it's wasting my time Mm -hmm. because when, when we prep and shit and go through a peaking cycle, I'm putting everything I got into that shit. You know what I mean? Not to be cliche, but the blood, sweat and tears shit, you know what I mean? But that shit really happens. You know what I mean? Um, you've gotten the three a.m. fucking crying text. Oh right? yeah, so you know you what's know what's going on. The fucking ship is burning, bro. I don't know what to do. <laughs> so that like I, I put in too much time and effort into this, and with my clients too to to go out there and let someone do something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just it, it it's a shitty look, and, and it kind of it, it does. I think it would make me look shitty. Like yeah. you said, stealing money from people. Yeah. Go to a meet at, at another gym around the corner and and take a. a Five thousand dollar check, yeah, from now, a guy that totals halfway. I mean, you you've talked to,
1: you know, Los. Like, you think that dude's gonna go out and do, you know, a fucking IPA meet in Connecticut? No, yeah, I like, exactly. fuck no. He's exactly. say, I'm not
0: gonna waste my fucking time. Exactly. And now, now I'm I'm seasoned enough to where, I don't have to get a meet under my belt to like see what it's like. Yeah. Or to like relieve pressure. Right. And I want pressure. You know what I mean? It, you know. Believe
1: it. In, you know, say what you want about to do, but like you know, Crawford's meats, even when they're small, it has a big meat feel when you go oh, there, for bro. Sure. Like he, he puts on the best meats. If you're
0: going as a lifter and you want to get like hyped the fuck up to hit something, Easily. like, and I've said that because people have come to me and said like, why are you doing these backyard federations when you're a two thousand pound lifter? Yeah, this and that, and I said, go to his meat first before you talk. Dude, about he it. puts. 30, 30 grand. So much of fucking money
1: into you know? into those productions that he puts on, and he's not he's not recouping anything from that. He no. does it just because he fucking he loves the, loves sports the sport. To me, like, you know, how hyped up was he getting, you know, when you were going up and lifting? Like, yeah, dude, when he, I went
0: for two thousand, he walked behind me and, and, and turned the speakers, yeah. to
1: the max volume. He loves that shit. So that's a like those meets are fucking sick, dude. We always have a good time going up there. Um, I'm I'm gonna look forward to going to. Excuse me, uh, down to Virginia to you know help handle you compete at that meet because yeah. most of like the big big meets that we go to are all multiply meets like yeah, you know exactly. we're all like you know the
0: well this will know. be the first meet I've ever done that's just raw only too. yeah and that, that's when I what go I'm to, like, saying Crawford's meets they're mostly multiply yeah you know what I mean I'm one of like I don't know six raw people yeah. in those so, meets
1: um it's gonna be fun it'll be interesting it's gonna be fun. Um, you know, and then, what, we're going
0: to Newark, what, in two weeks, three weeks? Three weeks from today. Morgan's competing. Morgan competes in Newark, and, and then, then we got March, we have a ton. We have our meet at Hellbent. Yeah, we have our meet. The following week, I'm handling someone at a meet at Steel Beach. So, I'm handling a couple people at Hellbent. Yeah, Steel Beach. One I or two is... people at Steel Beach, is a an APF meet? Uh, APA, meet, APA. APA. APA and then end of March, uh, is Revolution USPA. Yeah,
1: USPA meet up at Revolution. And, and then people there too, and we have Luther going there. Luther going, and then in April, we're flying out to Ohio to go to Pro-Am. the pro am. So and we have what three three girls competing there. Yeah, three girls. Luther should be competing there also, but we'll put them in the USPA. <laughs> the meet. femurs are too long. <laughs> uh, um, so, so that that'll be fun and, um. <clears throat> i think that's another <clears throat> topic to touch on i don't even know how long we've been doing this
0: now we're at 56 minutes right now
1: another topic to touch on too is you know the amount of power lifting is i mean i guess any strength sport is a really masculine you know manly sport but the women that are coming up in the sport right now and the numbers they're hitting like they're taking over man like I'm sorry, like who the fuck wants to go to a, a meet and watch a bunch of dudes lift weights? Like that's that's oh, exactly. been like we've been doing that shit since high school. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And now, you know, you go to like you haven't been yet, but like that woman's program is fucking sick, dude. Like yeah. oh, it's I can't, awesome. I can't and wait to for see, it. you know, to see girls come up in the sport, like, you know, I could speak on Jenna's behalf. Like, she didn't know what she was getting herself into. Um, but then as she started lifting, I'm like, well, fuck, she's strong. And then, you know, there was no girl in Connecticut at the time to squat, you know, 600 pounds. And, you know, she hit, you know, 520, then 550, then 570. Shit. And I'm she's like, gonna do this. fuck, dude, like. I remember when I hit my first six hundred pound squat and like I unracked, I'm like, fuck, that's fucking heavy. And I yeah, was yeah. probably 220, 240 pounds. And now at the you time. have your fucking girlfriend. You know, then. she's a hundred and forty-eight, you know, hundred and you know, fifty pounds, you know, holding six hundred pounds on her back and, yeah. you know, squatting it. So like the where's the ceiling for women? That that's that's where the next thing is gonna go. And yeah. it's you know, Leah. You know, just dunked what nine hundred at nine twenty five at think. Laura's meet. Like, bro, if I if I was to unrack nine twenty five, I'm I'm getting squished by that shit right now. Like, <laughs> Who you can know, tell them? so like, the women in the sport coming up are, are incredible, and and the, it's and, you it's, know what
0: their their passion for it makes it fun to watch too. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're almost less dramatic than the men. Yeah, you know what I mean. We have more men around us now. Oh, uh, dude, the men are the fuck. They're right.
1: the whiniest little fucking cons, bro. Yeah. It. Yeah. And that's, what, like, coaching the women's the easy part. Like,
0: yeah. all you got to do I've is... I've been saying that even when what I was to, just doing personal training stuff. Like, you don't,
1: like, what... I mean, I'm sure it happens, but, like, like you know, when I was helping, you know, Jenna, Denise, like, Jordan and all them, I'll be like, you know, do this. And they don't ever give you, like, an excuse like, oh, well, I have, you know, plantar fasciitis in my right foot, so <laughs> yeah, my yeah, yeah. you know my left hip is a little bit higher than my it's they they're just, just like do like, it. okay yeah, like
0: they just go do it you know that's it and i've been saying that since i started just even like on the personal training level with like weight loss clients and stuff it may be harder for women at first to make the jump i think but then once they commit to something yeah. they're all 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 the way up yep. i've had guys pay me up front for 24 or 30 sessions up front come to four or six sessions throw up or yeah. Feel like they're gonna pass out and, and that's never it. answer the phone it's again. A yeah. And they left hundreds of dollars in sessions yep. on the table, you know, because of the ego or whatever, whatever it is, is bruised. You know. Yeah. Um. I just find that when women commit to something like that, yeah. they're, they're stronger. Yeah, and they're they're all in. too. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, they fucking they give birth up. to children, bro. <laughs> I I get a paper
1: cut and I start crying. But I mean, yeah, like I said, just the the growth in powerlifting from the the female side is sick. Um. I th- I'm always confident enough to say, and I'll, you know, chirp till the day I die. We, we have the strongest females in the sport. I, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Yeah, yeah. Um, and literally, they started as nothing. Nothing. You know what I mean? So to see... I've seen video like the throwback videos. Yeah, to like see Jenna them... and
0: Denise share. And yeah, it's
1: like, to see them grow um, is awesome. And, you know, a couple other girls, you know, have you know, come on and shit like that. And I think as, you know, girls come down to the gym, they see that it's not as, you know, mean rough, rugged and raw. Like, it's it, not yeah. like a slave ship, you know, for, you know, women down there. It's, yeah, you know, yeah. the way, you know, they're shit, what's like like happening? I'm scared of the chicks down. <laughs> the gym, like, cracking exactly. the whip on us. It's not the yeah. other way around. No oh, shit. Um, so it's cool, dude. And it's – I. Me, personally, I think that, you know, we've kind of put the women on the map for Connecticut and kind of set the standard to where women can be, whether it's raw or equipped, you know? For um, sure. Because all those girls have done done both, you know, all of our girls have competed raw and equipped. You yep. know, Jenna's gone raw, single ply, and multiply. Denise has gone, I think, raw. raw yeah, yeah she's she's gone raw sleeves raw wraps you know multiply so um jordan too you know if if anybody's out there listening which i hope people are listening since we've been talking for an hour but like if you're a chick yo reach out to our girls at the gym and talk like like ask them shit they've been there they know they know how to do it like and they started with nothing yeah started with nothing and like there's there's some girls that i see right now that are lifting and like just getting into it and they have Way more of a base and foundation than you For know sure. some of our girls. Just because of life. how
0: popular fitness in general is. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? But every I'm... girl's in the gym squatting. Yeah. And, you know, people weren't doing that before. Yep. Before when, you know when the when the big butts were becoming more fashionable. Yeah. It was booty bands and kickbacks and yep. donkey Boot kicks. bridges. Exactly. And... But now everyone's squatting heavy. You yeah. Know, I, you, you could go into a, any fitness edge right now and see a girl squatting two twenty Yeah. To, and Denise, Jenna, Jordan, they weren't doing that shit when they started. No, you know nope. what I mean? So they're they're farther along than they think. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then they see the top dogs and they're like, oh, I can oh, never shit, get there. Yeah. But really it's it's only, you know, some hard work and a couple years away. Yeah you know what I mean? Yep. If they have the patience and, and, and drive to do it. So if you had funny question, but if you had advice for somebody looking for a coach, what are like red flags, or what are things you should be looking for credentials. when you want to hire a coach? Not even just credentials, but like, for instance, like you, like we talked about, there's a million online trainers. Yeah. everyone's an online trainer. Everyone's a health coach. Everyone's yep. a a guru or whatever. And 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 we see it all the time: people that know nothing getting hired. And, mm-hmm. and there was a post the other day, and I meant to save it, but I didn't. But I've been talking about this for a while: people using these crazy big terms and these scientific phrases yeah. and like using the Latin words for muscles, like, and and they either turn people way off or they win people over with that rather than the experience of actually feeling weight on their back yeah. or, or being in the gym. I used to, you see guys that coach that don't even lift anymore. And they're talking about, you know, your gastrocnemius has to line up with their, you know, yeah. all that bullshit, but they can't do complete a squat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like what? It's just, People are getting, are, are getting um, you know, fucked over and won over by bullshit yep. more so than not. You know what I mean? So if you had to give advice to someone, let's say mm. Jenna came home and she goes, all right, Mike, I'm looking for a coach. Like, who do I hire? And you say, well, what you got to look for? Like, what? What are you looking for? First, I, if, and you're talking just powerlifting. Can well, I, yeah, let, yeah.
1: Yeah. Since we've been on the topic of powerlifting, let's just say powerlifting. Um... I think first first thing I would look for is, you know, what have they done in this sport? Like, you know, has, you know, Joey fucking Big Muscles competed before? Like, not to say that you need to be the best power lifter to be a coach, but, you know. They have to have some experience. Like, oh, you know, he has two meats under his belt. It's like, all right, well, two meats under his belt and a fucking, you know bachelor's degree in exercise uh, science yeah exercise science like all right like that that still doesn't give me anything like yeah yeah, yeah. you know so i look for experience you know time on the platform time under the bar what have they done you know if if you see somebody you know if you go on it's right in front of you You can go on open Powerlifting, look up what they've done if they've done you know five fucking beats and you know they suck Probably not, you know, the best person to <laughs> yeah, look at. For sure. Especially if they've, you know, regressed in that time. Yep. yep. Um.
0: Well, I meet, mean, because we've seen coaches now getting hired to coach people for powerlifting meets, and they've never even done a single meet. Yeah, never done a meet before. It's, so they're getting, they read a, a West Side book, or they watch some, some YouTube videos, yeah. and all of a sudden they're a coach. You yeah. know what I mean? You've got to have the fucking actual experience. I'm not going to go coach a kid, uh... uh Pitch, be a pitching coach if I've never fucking been on the mound exactly. and, and pitched, you know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, so that that's, I mean, my big,
1: anybody can be a good coach in experience. If they don't have that experience... How can you coach? Exactly. You know what I mean? Bill Belichick didn't become... He wasn't, you know, a sought-after coach when he was working for the fucking New York Jets. Yeah, exactly. It's because he was just... Built experience, you know, experience, experience. He he built that reputation over years and years and years and years and years of experience. Yeah. So, you know, you have these 21, 22, 23-year-old kids that are coming out, oh, you know, powerlifting coach, you know, powerlifting guru. It's like, Just bro, graduated college. You know, you ain't shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so... Yeah. That, that's, you know, like I said, uh, platform time, um, time under the bar, you always have to look at education, you know, uh, what type of, you know, what, what are they putting back into themselves as a coach?
0: Yeah.
1: Another big thing that I would look for, like, I'm sorry if you're a, you know, a big coach and got a big name for yourself, I fucking know my shit, like. Do you, own, do you even own a fucking barbell? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah. you know, you train people you out of our gym, you're desk. the head coach of our gym, but you also own your own fucking gym, too. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You have your shit. Like, a lot of these coaches, like, oh, you know, I've got this, like, where do you train out of? Oh, I just, you know, I've, I pay a gym membership, you know, Goodness, you don't fucking gym. have anything. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. you're this fucking awesome powerlifting coach, you don't even own a fucking barbell. You just have a desk and a laptop. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That's it, um... That and, you know, just because you're paying big money for a coach doesn't mean they're a good coach. They're a big money coach. Yeah, and a lot of it is, um, you know, will your coach give you that one-on-one time too? Like, if if you're a local, and I'm just speaking on, you know, Connecticut, this could go for any state. Like, if you're paying for a coach, and I'm talking coach, not a program. Yep, yep. Is that coach available to you for actual one-on-one coaching? Like, exactly. if what the fuck are you paying somebody for a program for when you could get that? Every program works if you put if you in the, do work. the work. Yep. So, why pay somebody you know forty, fifty dollars a month a program if if everything works and he doesn't critique you? And he doesn't he critique do all you. All he's shit doing is like sending you something. You know,
0: there's that he probably sent to fifty other people. Yeah, there's
1: so many, There's a ton of great lifters in Connecticut not just at Hellbent, but, you know, everywhere that, you know, would be willing to probably help without the cost of, you know, paying those programming fees or coaching fees. Or you have, you know, some of the best lifters in Connecticut that are actually fucking really good coaches. So, yeah. you know, all right. Or, if, like,
0: or like you said earlier, you have one program, and five of you get the fuck together yeah. and push each other. Let's put it this way. All right. We're... We're talking baseball.
1: I want to be the best fucking pitcher. Mm -hmm. Roger Clemens, you know, we fucking throw BP at the same fucking bullpen. Yep. Am I going to go fucking hire a, you know, shit, a club fucking baseball coach from, you know, Southern Southern University to coach me? Or am I going to ask fucking Roger Clemens? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. How fucking stupid is that that people do that shit? I know. We see it in
0: our own gym sometimes. So you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what are we at? 110. So we got maybe 20 minutes left max. I, I want to cap it by uh, an hour minutes. and a half. That's like no one's going to listen more. Yeah. But, um, so we talked about what I got coming up. You're coming off of injury. What are the plans? Um. I, I don't have anything. I just
1: need to get stronger like raw first before I even get back in. Um, even think about getting in my gear. Like I've, I've tried getting into it just because that's, you know, what you do, what I do, you know, and I tried doing it the other day, you know, I did, you know, whatever it was, I just put power pants on and took, you know, seven sixty for a squat. And then I was fucked for like a week just because my body's like, yo, what are you doing, bro? Like I haven't done shit in, you know, three months. Um, so, you know, I have certain goals that I need to get back to raw before you before a I get or... yeah, before I even get back in my gear to even think about training for a meet. So, yeah. um, you know, a goal that I set for myself is, you know, I've got to get back to you know, in the low 400s bench before I even think about putting sure. a shirt on like, yep. you know, same thing, you know. Squats deadlifts have to be probably Six around range. 600 yep. you know before I even think about it otherwise I'm just gonna end up getting hurt again exactly yeah um so and you know it'll come um it's kind of a, a not I don't know how to say it but a, like a ego blow you know to go into the gym and everybody's lifting yeah, yeah. heavy and I'm doing you know sets you of triples back. you know on bench with like you know 315 I'm like fuck, this
0: sucks, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's crazy because, you know... But you the good d- thing is you're doing it because five years ago, you probably wouldn't have.
1: No, Five no. years ago,
0: you'd be back in your shirt already yeah, blowing something up. Exactly, you know so... I
1: mean? And, it like, it, it just sucks because, you know, you build that that base for 10, 11 years or whatever and it goes, you know, yeah. like that yeah. and then it takes forever to build back up, yeah. so... But I'm just having fun with it now, man. Um, I'm enjoying, you know, the new people stopping down at the gym, helping them... You Know, I get a you know just as much enjoyment out of helping lifters and I do lifting, so same thing. Um, that's it, there For fucking five hours, yeah. So, I mean, um, a me, you know, that's not going to even been be in you know the radar until you know maybe feel comfortable this time, like 2023 or something like that. Uh, you know, I've
0: got the wedding coming up, so that's uh main focus. True, true. All right, anything else you want to touch on before we get out of here? I um, think we touched everything that I had written here. I don't know.
1: I, I guess, I mean, not really. I guess, what would you say for yourself as, because I mean, you're you live in this industry. It's, you yeah. know, it's ingrained in you. You're on the platform doing what you do you're you know at your gym you know personal training and stuff i guess what are your goals you know for the next year or so as as a trainer as a lifter you know for yourself and what would you say to new lifters that are looking to you know possibly come on with you as a coach to try and you know Right, well, I guess cross cross that
0: bridge. So as far as me, I mean you and I have talked and we're keeping certain things under wraps, but as far as myself as a trainer, I do need to expand. Um I want to get a bigger place. I want to um obviously touch on all the west side stuff, you know, get all that stuff going, west side certifications and everything. Um I just want to be able to provide a, a more well-rounded approach to everything. Like as you saw from the beginning, I was big into keeping making and keeping everyone athletic, yeah, rather than just just the, the main three movements. Now, do you know do you mean? think with how much
1: you've put into powerlifting over the past 2 years that's helped you as a personal trainer and kind of absolutely. changed you your direction on how you look at things? Oh, absolutely.
0: I've I've absolutely changed a, a lot of how I train. Um, technique wise too, you know what I mean. I see what's more efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, as a personal trainer and doing more just like fitness and athletic based stuff first. Um, I wasn't. I was always form first, but the technique was different. You know what yeah. I, if that makes sense. Like um, you know if you're squatting everything for for ten reps, twelve reps, six reps even, and, and I'm I'm teaching kids to be more explosive or whatever i did a lot i kind of went over the top with sport specific stuff right rather than just making them an efficient all-around athlete, athlete yeah. you know what i mean and um, powerlifting kind of showed me how to be more efficient faster yeah um you know more technically driven to even just down to every little thing like you know screwing in your feet before a squat and stuff yeah. rather than just getting under a bar, just up down, up yeah, down, yeah. up down. You know what I mean? So, um, it taught me, you know, first to become more efficient as a lifter, but then creating more efficiency in athletes and, and helping explain better, you know, why we're doing the things we do and, and what how this is tra- transferring over. Like not everyone wants to know. And I'm not one of those like dick swinging coaches that's gonna like talk your ear off on why we do things. Like yeah. some, a lot of people I train just want to know that it works. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. So they say like, how am I get faster? I give them this, 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 and they say, okay, I trust you. And yeah. We know. But powerlifting has given me a better idea of how things transfer to mm-hmm. each other because even with just our three main movements, there's a million exercises we do that relay. Directly over yeah to a squat or yep. to a bench, you know what I mean, and um and the same thing with training an athlete. Um, there's a million different exercises you can do to make your shoulder more mobile to throw a fastball, or make you jump better to mm-hmm. dunk a basketball, or whatever it may be, or a quicker first step. Um, you know when the quarterback calls, height. Yeah. you know what I mean. There, there's a million different things you could do, so it's definitely helped and gave me a a, a different a broader perspective and approach to training people. Um so that's just what I what I'm doing is just constantly, you know, I just want to keep learning and bringing a better approach to clients. Um because I know, unlike a lot of coaches, that I still don't know shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like always learning. That I mean that's a harsh thing to say about myself when I'm trying to get clients, but like in in the broad span of thing, there's so much more to learn. There's always stuff to learn. And a lot of fitness and powerlifting is all trial and error. Yeah, there's going to be shit that's worked phenomenal for you that Won't work doesn't for work you. for me at all. Yeah. you know what I mean. So you got to listen to cues. You got to try shit. You got to be willing to go out of your comfort zone and try mm-hmm. new things. And some of it's not going to work. And then you got to go back to the drawing board. Yeah. And that's where a lot of people are lacking. In. Yep. And I've had to do that with clients. And sometimes it's like a uh, an ego check for me where I got to come back and say, Hey, we've gone four weeks with this plan. And it, I don't see much improvement. Yeah. So let's go back and let's try something different. Yep. You know what I mean? But I'm not too ashamed to tell people if I see that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, this next year, yeah, I just want to expand. And you got to be more of a
1: coach and stop being a friend to people too. Well, like, that's very true. That I think that's that's what is holding you back business wise too. Like you don't like fucking people out of money, and you always want to be there to to help your clients exactly. more so than you know just. I'm the guy like oh well I'm short this week I'm
0: like yeah don't worry about it yeah get me, get me next year yeah. and, and I mean I
1: do that at the gym all the time like I don't fucking charge for drop in fees like you want to yeah. come down and lift weights like
0: and, but that's also like a passion that that's because of our passion for yeah. the sport we want to see people get better I got into this prior to it being like a huge money grab yeah you know what I mean like six seven years ago when I started this training thing it wasn't as like abundant yeah like there wasn't a million it. social media trainers i see people now even kids i train that they're they start a fitness page they're juniors in high school and they have yeah. a fitness page yeah and they're like a soon-to-be coach and yeah and that. And it's like you don't know anything you train you work out with me yeah you know what i mean and then you follow a program but you don't know why you're doing it yeah, and exactly. you've never even asked me what you're yeah. doing yep. you know what i mean and, and but the problem is it's so easy now yeah and everyone's a fucking coach and, and um you know I believe and I know that you and I are in it for the for the right reasons. Oh, you know yeah. I mean, like Dude, you I, said, you started this thing as a eight-person, eight-member club. You yeah. know what I mean? And now it's grown to what it's grown because of how you treat the people you're around. Yeah. And, and you've said all the time, like, this isn't my gym, this is our gym. Whenever yeah. someone posts, like, you know, thanks for what you do for this gym, they're always like, it's our gym, it's our gym. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that and that goes a long way. And I, And my clients, I'm sure, feel the same way about me, you know when I repost them, it's not to it's not just to um, promote myself. Yeah. I'm promoting them. I want them to get shine. I want them to know that I'm proud yeah. of what they're building and, and, and continuing. Um you know, so there, there's people that are definitely in it for the wrong reasons and then there's people that are in it because they want to see a change and be a part of a change or be a part of something bigger than themselves. Right, you know I mean? right. Like how, you know, we always say and we can say, you know, we're blue in the face but like people will say it about us we care more about the people around us and how they're succeeding right you know what i mean how many times has one of us stopped our workout or not even finished our workout because handing off this person yeah, somebody this person yeah. you know helping this person whatever it may be you know what i mean and that that's the shit that people
1: get with you that's ev- invaluable
0: i'm yes. saying that
1: right yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so like you know you could pay your coach whatever a hundred dollars a month but you know people pay you for programming and you charge them for programming you know the ones that come down to the gym they're getting that programming but they're also getting your eyes and your one-on-one help when you're down at the gym exactly you know and a lot of people don't realize when you're paying for programming you're just paying for programming exactly that person's not obligated to do anything
0: outside of that one once a week email yeah and that's it.
1: check-ins like you know oh, you coming down to the meet and people get pissed off. Like, what the fuck aren't you coming to the meet for? Like,
0: you know, you're not paying... Like the big-time coaches to to have fees for that. Yeah, you know exactly, I mean? you know. Oh, you want me to come to your meet and wrap your knees? So Here's more money. But Here. that, you know, that's... A,
1: you know, we talked about that earlier. That's a big thing. It's, you know, if if somebody's paying you in Connecticut to be their coach, they ha- they, they can have, have the you one-on-one, on, to to one on one, yeah. you know?
0: So, um and that, and that's a that's something we should plug about Hellbent before we get off of this is, you know, um, you know I have my clients that that I program and I train, out of Hellbent, but also if our schedules don't align and they go at night, you're there working yeah. with them, you've worked with probably ten of my clients, yeah. you know what I mean, and I text them, hey, look for if I'm not there, look for Mike, yeah, and you help them and vice versa, and then, I have clients that I say, hey, I'm at the gym four or five days yeah. at this time if you're there I'm all yours yep. you know what I mean and that's no extra charge Yeah, it's us loving the sport yep. and, and what we want to do for the sport for the gym for our, our members mm-hmm. whatever it is you know Um, and they'll see it in the next yeah. year or so and then for me as far as lifting goes I'm just focused on the meat right now I mean seven months away but that comes fast it comes fast man you know the prep prep is going to be about you know 10 to 12 weeks so that's 3 months right there Yeah. so you know what i mean i'm basically a off season for three i, I hate that fucking term off season yeah, but there is no off season you know but, but basically unquote, off season for I'm, the next three with, 4 months now so that, that i have a meat picked in my mind i'm in prep already you know what i mean i mean you just four press 5 505 oh five for a double Yeah. that's more way more than what you
1: hit for a fucking max effort single Four months ago, or whatever it may be. No, not even. You took a max four press. Yeah, probably
0: three months ago, maybe. No, probably. Oh. didn't you do one right before the meet? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. A couple of weeks out. A couple what of weeks was it? Out, four, I think I did four seventy five. Four seventy
1: five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's a max effort single, yeah, and yeah. you just doubled five hundred five. That's yeah. a thirty pound movement PR for a double in. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, what's that? Two months. Two months. Yeah, yeah. So, and, that, and that's what, you know, and that's the style that our gym's kind of bringing is, you know, at any given point, I feel like you should be ready to go. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's it. A, well, it is ideal that, to go through a prep and a peak, but I want to be ready. That, so if someone called me and said, hey, in three weeks, we're going to have a big. Well, that that's the
1: the great thing about the conjugate method. Like, you're ready to go at any time. You're you're, there's no, yeah, you have a peak to get ready to hit those heavy movements, but. You're
0: strong, twenty four seven, three sixty five. Yeah. You're ready to fucking go. That's Do why. You know? That's why we gotta kick that off season. Yeah, there is no fucking off no. season. You know, um, I think that's it. Anything else you want to touch on? No, I, th- I think so. I'm let's good. just let's just plug. You know, in case people don't follow and stuff, um, we gotta plug our 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 gym and everything. It's uh, Instagram at hellbent underscore barbell. And we're talking to mskiba22 at mskiba22. And I, of course, am C. T. And we're out of here. Anything else? That's it. All right. Thanks for coming, dog.